Welcome to this edition of The Shaleen Show. It's Couch Smart Friday. It's family edition. Brock is here. Taylor's here. Brett is here. We're all on the couch. I am drinking a giant protein shake directly out of the, what do you call this? Blender. Blender. The pitcher of the blender. Because like, why get a cup? I just throw a straw in it. You know what I'm saying? It's like one less thing to wash. You think that's gross. Yeah, I would much prefer that you put it in a cup. <laughs> That's a whole extra step, and I have ADHD. Should I, should I close the door? Yeah. Because of the ocean mm-hmm. waves? So we were just having a discussion. I said, hold on, let me just turn on. This would be interesting, I think, to record because, well, it just is. So Brock and Taylor are getting married in September, and they just moved out of their apartment in Seattle, Washington, they currently live in an airstream, which doesn't mean you're homeless. You have a home. It's an airstream. It's just not a permanent address. We're, we're, re- we're residency less. You're we're without less. residency. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They live in a van down by the river. <laughs> but they're talking about their first purchase of a home. And so Brett was giving them some advice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, first I would like to hear from Brock and Taylor. Tell us. What you're like, why do you want to buy a house? Where are you thinking? And all the things. Well, we were originally thinking definitely North County, San Diego, or just north of the city in San Diego. Mm -hmm. Buy a home, live there for a couple years, slowly renovate it. Why there? Uh, just because we love that area. We feel like it's a little bit younger than mm-hmm. Orange County. It's like a good transition location. Like you could start a family there and it's still a nice place. Yeah. But it's good for like mm-hmm. our Slowly age renovate yeah. it, turn it in. And then after a few years, turn it into a rental property, either a short-term rental like Airbnb or a long-term rental. And then buy a house in South Orange County, like St. Clemente or Dana Point, and live in South Orange County for starting our family, but now we're exploring many other options. Yeah. Why are you exploring many other options? Other spots? Just, there's a lot of other options. There's, you can buy in a different state and establish residency in a different state. You can, what? I was just gonna say, even though they haven't even tied the knot yet, Mm -hmm. they are in a very similar situation as us. As we were? No, as we are right now. Because right now we are currently looking for a bigger home because our families are expanding and we know we want to have that bigger home in a different state other than California for tax purposes. Mm -hmm. So even though we're not looking at the same type of homes, we are still in the process of looking at homes. Mm -hmm. And, And we kind of have things that we're thinking about like, well... It's not just tax purposes, but where can we move that we're really going to enjoy living there, mm-hmm. that there's good shopping? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that- Which I don't understand. Why? Because you went to the mall for the first time yeah. in eight months mm-hmm. last weekend. Yep. You get everything online. Yeah. Amazon delivers in all the places that you want to go to. Mm-hmm. So the shopping thing... You know, it's really not shopping. It's a, it's a, I want like a place that's got like a little bit of a vibe okay. that if I wear a good outfit, people know that's a good outfit. They don't think I'm being weird. <laughs> okay, so what you're saying is you don't need shopping. You need somebody to appreciate you, you if you are put if you're put together properly. You yes. need you need some kudos. 
Yeah, if I'm going to shower and put on an outfit and wear my makeup and look cute, I need to go out. I can't just be walking around the house. I need somebody to go like, oh, you look nice today. And you know what I'm saying? Like, I need to be appreciated. Stop staring at my shoes. What's the problem? They're your shoes. Those are not, I never pick those things out. You hate them? They're rubber clogs. You don't know fashion, sir. I know that they're rubber clogs. Okay, listen. Are these not rubber clogs? They, they look like Crocs without the holes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with, a, with a little with bit of a heel, heel. Yeah. and some, uh, some pattern it's so you don't slip. These are my comfy shoes. These are okay. my I, I did I did approve those for the European vacation mm-hmm. because I figured like that would be a good like walking to the beach type of... Anyways, we really got off topic. Okay. The point is, wherever we move, like, first of all, I kind of want a scene. I want, like, some nice restaurants. I want to be able to, like, I know I'd never go out. I know I'm a homebody. I know I don't do anything. But I want the option to be able to do it on rare occasion, number one. Number two, it needs to be a place where our children and our future grandchildren don't have to take, like, three flights to get there. We're 100% agreement on that. And I want, I want trees, I need trees. Mm-hmm. Trees. And you need, and which you've kind of described kind of like the mountains, which then you also want a contemporary, modern, in like style house with like cut lines and very, very contemporary. particular, yeah, contemporary, very particular and not, and pretty hard to find in those type of places. What I'm looking for is a contemporary home. With trees everywhere in the mountains downtown. Yeah, which that place doesn't that place doesn't exist. Oh, it, it, in places like it might exist in Aspen at like ten million dollars or something. Okay. So. So that's out of the question. Okay, fine. So there's going to be a compromise. You're gonna ha- you're gonna have to give on a couple of those things, or. Or maybe not give completely, but you're going to have to lower the expectations on a couple of those things. That's fine. Because the most important thing... Are we keeping this house too? Yeah, because... Yeah, why would we get rid of this? I don't know. Because this is where we come back in, in the summertime or whatever. And uh, yeah, it's, it's too hard to find oceanfront. So when I came in the room, you were talking to Brock and Taylor it's very loudly. Yeah. Um, what, was, what was he saying? What part of the conversation? I don't know. He's like talking about buying houses or not. We were just talking about how like the property tax here is so high and houses are so expensive that with that same amount of money you could go and buy a very nice house in a different state and still have a huge surplus of money from everything you saved by not buying in Mm. California, and you could invest that. So you're kind of getting you're making two investments now. And you're making a lot more money off of it. And you could essentially just rent in California and avoid property taxes and the mortgage and all of that. That makes sense. I'm curious because you used to, do you think they should buy? Used to say, like, used to tell everyone, oh, buy a house, buy a house. Now I've heard you say, kind of change your tune on that. Yeah, I've changed my tune in the last five years. So, Does it depend on where you live? A little bit. Go so ahead, let's hear your reasoning. Okay, so there are people that say you should never buy a house; you should rent your house. Who says that? There, there, there's a lot of people that say that, a lot of financial advisors. And when you do the math, but the problem is they just say that they just leave it at that. They're like, rent a house, don't buy a house. What does Dave Ramsey say? 
I don't know what Dave Ramsey says. What does he, he, Dave Ramsey would say? Pay off your debt. Dave Ramsey's all about like having zero debt, mm. and, you know. And most wealthy people would disagree with that. Like really yes. wealthy people, debt is if you use debt the right way, it's actually a good thing. Yeah, your money makes you money. Yeah. So my philosophy on that is, as home prices keep going up and up and up, right? If you think about it, and then because of what happened in 2007 and eight with the crash, there's all kinds of rules, and I'll probably get all these realtors, I mean, all these home mortgage people like screaming at us on this, right? But the bottom line is, if you're buying a house, you mm-hmm. in order to get a decent mortgage, yeah. you gotta put like 20% down. I think sometimes if you're a first time buyer, it's like a must, because of the rules, yeah. right? Taylor's. Yeah. Well, you guys we are. Had, we had a talk with the guy, kind of in charge of working on getting us pre-approved, and we have to put a lot down, and that goes up not just because we're first-time buyers, but also because we're self-employed. So, so it more makes than twenty percent. Not more than twenty percent, but twenty percent is a lot, especially yeah. for like houses in California. Yeah. So I mean, you you literally, I mean, and I, I know we're speaking to you know, everybody around the country. But if you have never, go ahead and go on Zillow and just start shopping around in California to get just a just a normal like track home, they're a million dollars. Like our house, our three houses ago is over a million two now. Wow. Right? So, and people are like, well, what did you buy it for? Yeah, that's that's great. We bought, we if we would still own it, we would still make some money. But that was 20 some years ago. Mm-hmm. Now here's the math that you have to do. And I think I'll probably lose a lot of people, but I'll go slow. Okay. So if like Taylor's saying is true, you have to put down 20% to buy a house, right? So that money is gone. Yes. Meaning it's it goes to the bank. Mm-hmm. You don't have that money anymore. You can't use it. It's it's gone. So twenty percent right off the bat. So let's just work with a million dollars. So what's twenty percent of a million? That's two hundred thousand dollars. That's crazy. Yeah. Imagine if that you had that crazy. Now in California, your property taxes on that are like one point two percent. So I'm not going to do that right now. But you know, it's like it's probably like fifteen thousand dollars or something like that, right? What is it? One point. Two percent on a million. Point one two percent, or one point two percent. One point two percent is like twelve thousand. Yeah, a year. So twelve thousand dollars a year just for your property taxes, gone goes to the state. Right then, you have an eight hundred thousand dollar mortgage. So all the interest in your mortgage. Okay. So my thing is the the interest is gone because the mortgage, you still going to have to place to live. So you might as well rent. That's the renting part of it. Yeah. Because when you rent, you don't have the down payment. Yeah. You don't have the property taxes and you don't have the interest on the mortgage. True. Now, what people don't talk about is you, when they give that advice, when they, give that advice they leave it at that. Mm-hmm. And then some young people and young kids and, and young adults or whatever, they take that money. That, or when just random people who don't understand how to manage their money. Manage their money. They, they rent and then they take all that extra money that they would be putting in their house and they just blow it on stupid stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, extravagant vacations, a new, home, a new car, whatever it might be. Yeah. And if you took that money yeah. – you took that $200,000, that was the down payment. You take that every single year, $12,000, mm-hmm. 
that you would be paying for property taxes, you stick it in the stock market. You stick the $200,000 in a retirement fund. Every single year that you would be living in that, that home, mm-hmm. you're doing that over and over and over again. You're, you're a millionaire so much quicker. I mean, that might- But I just don't think most people are disciplined enough to do that. Do you agree? Yeah. I mean, it does take, it takes discipline and it takes a habit, but guess what? It's just like anything else. Once you start seeing the results mm-hmm. of your investing mm-hmm. properly, yeah. <laughs> you, you'll be like, oh, can we put more in? Yeah. That's why people like you see sometimes on like, I mean, I know TikTok's, you know, different for everybody, but I have a lot of financial t- on my TikTok and it'll be like, they, the person puts my net worth or something like that. They're like, I have $200,000 in the market. I have $100,000 in crypto. I have $5 in my bank account. I'm broke. Meaning like they're only considering that I have $5 because they're never going to oh, touch I that. Pull from your yeah. Never pull from your investment. So it's like, and people that are like that are just like, they get almost like, why would I go waste money on something when I can put it in yeah. my investments or something like that? And if you're one of those people that really, really wants to do re- real estate, because yeah. I think real estate's great, yeah. then look into putting that $200,000 in an apartment complex. I'm getting really technical, but yeah. but that's it's kind of one of my expertise with this. But you can find syndicated apartment type deals where you go in with a bunch of different people. Gosh, now this is a money podcast. <laughs> I get it. Yeah. Well, this, Brett's doing a whole, so if you guys are like very interested in this, which a lot of people have been, you know, following you on your Instagram stories because you talk about this and mm-hmm. it's it's a big piece of our, our wealth mm-hmm. is because you've, and the reason why we are able to enjoy the life that we have and we don't have to work as hard is because you make sure that our money works harder than we do. Yeah. And I love that theory. Yeah, and it's very diversified. And, and the thing that I'm making, course, whatever, teaching people is very basic. I'm not even, you, like some of the stuff we're talking about on here it won't even be in there. I mean, oh. it's, it's really basic because people like don't foundational even- foundational wealth. Foundational, like people yeah. don't even know where to start. Like I could open up my DMs right now and they don't even know how to buy a stock. Yeah. Or even what that means or, yeah. you know, that kind of stuff. Or like retirement, should I be doing that? You know, it's like, so, so it's you very you guys basic. are, how old are you? I'll be 25 at the end of the month. And Taylor, you are? 23. 23, just a baby. So you guys, t- tell me about, do you guys have investments already? Yeah, mm-hmm. I started investing in college. And like, I would have taken Brett's course in college because I was one of those people where I was like, I don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And so I used one of those apps that like, they do it for you, but it's just not nearly as successful as like my how my stocks have been since I started taking Brett's advice. Oh, that's like good. how like, much percent gain did you have then versus now? All of college. So in four years, my portfolio is up like twelve percent, which is good. Which is good, but in a year that I've been taking Brett's advice, my portfolio is up ten twelve percent. So same percentage. Wow. But in but three years faster. Right, right, right. So I've always known to invest. Like I'm fortunate to have parents who also believe in that and tried to guide me as best they can. So we have investments. He started getting his friends on it, but oh, yeah. I haven't done that. I think I think girls also aren't exposed to it nearly as much. You're a thousand percent right. So there's like that whole thing too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like one of the 
stereotypical tropes of people in college is like the business school bros, where it's like guys oh, right. in business school talking about stocks and stuff. But anyways, yeah, I started investing in the stock market via dad's advice when I was 19 and still do. And I have crypto investments. And yeah, now I've started to, some of my friends are really into investing. Some of them are even into real estate investing. Oh, really? Um, Who? Darius. Darius is into. I didn't know that. Oh yeah. He's already, he's looking into purchasing, like dad was just going down that rabbit hole of purchasing apartment complexes and renting out units. Darius is already going down that path. Darius, if you're listening, I'll, I'll invest with you. (laughs) Yeah. Well, you'll have to send this to him so he can listen. But yes. And so some of my friends, my friends are all across the spectrum. From thinking about investing in real estate all the way to I had a Zoom meeting with like a couple of my friends a couple months ago to explain to them how the stock market works and what a you stock is. You did a is. Zoom meeting? Yes. Yeah, I did. Me and my friends in our group chat, we set up a Zoom meeting and we talked about it and we all talked about investing together. Ballers. And now we all, we all talk about it. And yeah, it's fun. That's pretty funny. What about, what's the other one? Mm-hmm. NFT? NFTs. NFTs. Yeah, yep, I have. We got Brett an NFT yeah, for yeah. Christmas. Mm-hmm. Right? Do you think that's? Do you think of that as like an investment? You're the only person in this conversation who doesn't own an NFT. I, that's true. That's true. Yeah, I mean, I think that. I don't. I don't think that as a. <laughs> I don't think of that as a serious investment. I think of that as something like playing. It, just playing around, like like. You know, it's the equivalent of like, hey, I bought a baseball card for twenty five bucks, and maybe. You know, years from now, it's going to be worth something. But like, I'm not putting a bunch of money into NFTs. I'm not in that world. I look at it more as like what Bitcoin was to us, like yeah. in high school, where it's like this could be amazing, or this could yeah. you could lose a lot of money from it, and we won't know. So, so like, understand. We'll it. just like dip our toes in the water, and if things start to improve, then like we'll kind of go from there. I think you know, Brock sold his. Bitcoin. Did you have a whole Bitcoin? Yeah, well, that's a different story. Yeah. But I had a Bitcoin in 2016, and then it like spiked up and went crazy. And then the bu- the first Bitcoin I didn't bubble get a burst. Bitcoin in 2016. Yeah, yeah, when I did. did you graduate 2016. 2016. I bought one like that year, and then it, it spiked, and and then it crashed, and it, it so it spiked as high as like nineteen thousand. That's how much one Bitcoin was. And wow. I remember when I purchased it, it was like a thousand or something, or a couple hundred. I think it was maybe I bought it for like six hundred dollars. Spiked up to $17,000 and then it crashed. And I was like, no, dang it, it crashed, but I'm going to leave it. And then randomly, like one day, two years later, it had still been hovering down around like a couple thousand dollars for one. So I sold it. I was like, you know, I'll make a little bit of money, but it's fine. Well, then this year, you know, during the pandemic, Bitcoin spikes up again to where one coin is worth like 70,000 at one point. So that couple hundred dollars would have been worth 70. But anyways, like that's kind of how I'm looking at these NFTs now is like, I'll purchase and I'll just hold because I already, I purchased one for $50 and someone offered me 150 for it. Sure. I could have made a hundred bucks, but like, you know, I'm okay if I don't make that hundred. NFTs, the way that I look at it is a Bitcoin, everyone's is the same value. Where an NFT, it's almost like art. Yeah, yeah. no, it literally well, is. Mean, it is. It's art, a whole different so conversation. If someone wants to learn about NFTs, they should listen to the Build Your right. Tribe that I did about NFTs because it was really good. Yeah, it was like twenty. Thank you. It was like twenty minutes long, and I, I went in depth in the simplest terms possible okay, about we'll what NFTs are. Because right now notes. we are losing. We are. Yeah, a lot of people <laughs> yeah, are like, we what is NFTs? Right they, they were like, I came here to learn about and you know houses, houses, and now we're talking about digital monkeys. So I had this thought, and I didn't want to interrupt, but. One of the things that my parents taught me, and I think that was why I was able to save so much money in college, is just to don't, never let it hit your bank account. 
Never what? Never, never let, what? let the money hit your bank account. So if I have a paycheck on the same day that that paycheck is scheduled to hit my bank account, I also had my investment apps scheduled to pull money out of my bank account that day. So like I never saw the money. Yeah. So if I was getting paid 500 bucks and my investment apps were taking out 250, it felt like I was getting paid 250. I didn't have gotcha. to do that on my own because mm. it's really hard to press like transfer when you know <laughs> yeah. there's like new shoes that you want. But if you never see it. Yeah. That's good. That's really good advice because it's one of the things that I said in my course is these apps these days people get really stuck on like when I should invest. Like they try to time the market. Like they try to time exactly when to put in the money. And I basically just told them, I said, just set it. Just literally set when you get your paycheck, a certain amount of it goes right into the the investment portfolio so that you don't have to worry about it. Like it just invests itself. Yeah. And then that way you don't have to think about it. And it's not like this struggle. Like, do I put the money in there or do I go spend it on this? Right. Like Taylor said. And then you're sitting on it for months. And yeah. like, if you had just pulled the trigger three months ago, yeah. it could be up even a percent, but it's better than it just sitting in your bank yeah. account. This is a true story. So I'm working at the gym this morning. And my girlfriend's like, do you think I need to have my face like laser resurfaced? I'm like, no. She's like, literally, I've been saving and, you know, I'm at a certain age. I don't want to do a facelift, but I just want like brand new skin. I'm like, listen to me. Listen, Linda, don't do something like that. Before you try something like that, which you don't need, invest in a tool where you can actually take control of the texture and the fine lines and just make your skin look baby soft again because she didn't have like major wrinkles or sagging it's just like i get it like sometimes your skin just looks dull so i convinced her to order my favorite device from trophy skin what i love from trophy skin that i told her to order is the ultra derm md now it's not like you know, a super cheap thing. It's $349. I've got a discount code for you. But are you kidding me? Like she would have spent, I don't know, probably $3,000 if she went to have her face laser resurfaced. And this device is like having a spa treatment by an esthetician in your own home. It completely exfoliates your face. It helps, which when you do that, then your skin can absorb all of your lotion so much better. It makes your skin so much smoother, so much softer. The other day, I was looking at my skin in a 10X mirror. I'm like, okay, I have forgotten to use it in so long. And so I'm watching the Pam and Tommy Lee documentary. Have you guys seen that? Well, it's not a documentary. It's a show on Netflix. And I just, I just, when I finished it, my skin looked like it did in the 90s when all of that happened. You can try the whole line of the Trophy Skin products by going to trophyskin.com and you're going to get an additional 15% off on checkout. And they've got super affordable tools, etc. But what I love is that they're all designed for you to take control. And instead of having to pay like, you know, spa prices, you can do these things at home. And that's the key is stay on top of your skincare. All right. Again, trophyskin.com. Enter the code LIFER. Don't forget LIFER because that's how you're going to get your 15% off. If you're not interested in the Ultra Derm MD, another great tool for brighter skin is the Brighten MD. That's only like a hundred bucks plus you get your 15% off and you'll love it. It's micro stimulation. It improves your skin's appearance. It's super portable, easy to use. Anyways, check it out, trophyskin.com. Enter the code LIFER for 15% off. 
Let me ask you this about wedding plans and living in a van down by the river. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, living in your Airstream. Does it feel stressful? Does it feel like, you know, unsettled because you don't have like a home right now? Yeah, I think a little bit. I think just moving in general is stressful. And then on top of wedding planning and on top of, you know, everything that we're trying to buy a house and it's also tax season. So there's that. It was, it was really stressful and it kind of goes through waves. Like I think I thought wedding planning would be like more consistent and it's kind of like you hear nothing for a couple weeks and then suddenly there's 12 contracts you have to sign. Yeah. And so that sometimes just times up perfectly with we're also moving and packing all of our boxes. Well, and also I would assume that the fact that you're planning a wedding that's out of state with wedding planners who are out of, uh, not even in that state. Yeah. That's got to add layers to it. It's hard. Like I wish that I could meet with the vendors in person and, and go look at the property again and be able to visualize things easier. It's definitely, it's definitely tough. I think I was talking to my mom about it earlier. And I think if I had been, more prepared for what like a destination wedding would require of me, I might have made some adjustments to where we had our wedding. Sure. Yeah. Tell me what's been... It's going to be sick, though. It's going to be sick. (laughs) Tell me what has been the hardest part about living in an Airstream. Tell me, wait, I want from each one of you. Yeah. Your favorite part and the hardest part. So for me, I'm an introvert, and so I need my alone time. And the Airstream is is 19 feet long and 7 feet wide. Like, alone time does not exist in there. Can you have, like, a curtain where you can, like, block? <laughs> and Brock is so high energy yes, and never stops talking. Energy, and he's very loud, and I love that about him. <laughs> and I also love my alone time. And I think what makes that difficult is I can't just remove myself and put myself in a different room. So what's required is either I have to go for a walk out in the cold... Or I have to kick him out and make him go for a walk in the cold. And both of those things sound like not awesome How options. How do you do that without like saying, you're driving me crazy? Right. Like, can you just leave? Like, yeah. I, I just feel bad asking for it. So we've, we've found our workarounds and stuff, but that was the hardest thing for me is just finding time for myself or finding new ways to have time for myself without it me necessarily being alone. What's your favorite part? My favorite part is... Waking up and we have like the most incredible views or we're like at the ski resort already. Mm. And so we get a really unique experience that way, especially at ski resorts. You get to make friends with people who are like locals and you just feel more in Mm. in the culture there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. My least favorite part or the toughest part is the lack of convenience of things. So like... At, for example, at home, you finish dinner, you put your dishes in the sink, you can turn on the sink, the water can keep running, you can keep squirting soap on the scrubber and keep scrubbing, and then you can put it in the dishwasher and run the dishwasher that night while you sleep. Yeah, That's not how it works when you're in a trailer, and especially right now in the winter in a trailer where we don't even have running water. We oh. are, we're dry camping, which for people who don't know what that means, we basically have water jugs. And we pour water jugs into our bowls and do the dishes that way. And then when we're all finished, we collect all the water and we pour it down the toilet. Oh, my gosh. Like, the, and so it's, it's, it's a very, 
you have to be very careful too because then you're splashing soap everywhere in in on your kitchen counter you're and pilgrims, stuff. Basically. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, so, just the convenience is something that you lack. So that's the challenge. It's something I've gotten a lot better at, but it's a challenge for sure. And then my favorite part is besides what Tay said, just the the wide variety of experiences. Like you're waking up in different places, you're seeing these crazy things. What's how um, many states have you been to? In 20, the in the trailer? Twenty two. Twenty two in the trailer. That's crazy. Wow. Mm-hmm. Twenty two. I'm glad you knew that off the top of your head. Thank you. Are you so happy you've done this? I mean, obviously it's like the only so many people like they start having kids and then school and then they just can't do this. Yeah. I'm obsessed with the trailer. Yeah. Like we were talking about it two days ago when we were on the way home and we were kind of talking about like, Hey, are we going to stay at this? Like your guys's house. Are we going to stay at her house? Like where are we going to stay when we're home? And I was like, I would like to stay in the trailer as much as possible. Oh, like I love the home. I don't know if I ever even want to buy a home or if I want to just rent places and Airbnb places and just travel around in the trailer. Like it is that enjoyable. Now it'll be a, different story like you said like with kids and stuff oh, yeah. like that's different like you'd have to get a different trailer it wouldn't work with kids but oh my gosh it's yeah, yeah like I, I crave this life we've talked about why? extending why do you think you crave it the ability to wake up and say where do you want to go and you can travel anywhere that day and i think my favorite thing and, and most people will probably agree with this is that when you go on vacation it's really enjoyable and then after like five, six days, you start to miss routine, start to feel gross from eating out, yeah. your sleep schedule's messed up, and then you need to like almost recoup from your vacation sometimes because you have to plan all yeah. these things. With the trailer, everywhere we go, we have all of our stuff. I don't have to stress about packing. I have my nighttime routine. I have my morning routine wherever I am. And so traveling doesn't feel exhausting or tiring, and I still feel great. Also, I know this might sound weird because I said that things are less convenient. Even though that is true, life is also a lot simpler. We are in bed by like 7.45 or 8 o'clock, and we're by like 9.15, we're like, I I guess I'm just going to go to sleep. Like, I'm good. I'm satisfied. I don't need to just like sit here on the couch and like sit on my laptop. Like, just life's simple. Mm -hmm. It takes me... 20 minutes to deep clean the whole trailer and that includes sweeping mopping vacuuming washing everything putting everything away it takes me 15 20 minutes and so like he said like life is very simple does it make you much more of a minimalist mm-hmm. yeah we've talked about like <laughs> in our next home how much stuff are we actually going to have because we've just learned to live with so little and it makes life really so are, easy. So are there things you like, oh, I want to buy that. And then you're like, well, do I really, do you like question yourself? Like, yeah. Me uh, the, the biggest face-to-face that we had with that was when we took a quick little trip to New York for our anniversary. And so we were there for a couple days and a big part of New York is like, I'm going to go to the shopping. Like I'm going to yeah. go to some of these really cool shops in these cool trendy areas and shop. And then we're like, crap, like we have a one foot by two foot box to fit our clothes in. One foot yeah. by two foot. Like, yeah. think about that. Like, for all your clothes. It's the size of a suitcase. Of so you have to be very, very particular about what you're packing. Very. Plus your snowboarding equipment. Yeah. That was her biggest concern. She was like, we're only going to be able to have one snowboard and one outfit. And I was like, no, no, no. I'm bringing all three of my snowboards. She's got two. And I, I brought like all my outfits. Luckily, we have the biggest Thule, which is like the thing that goes on top of your car. We have the biggest one available oh. to put all of our snow gear in. 
But yeah, it takes some space. Another thing I did not know, I don't know the answer to, is you guys, do you have to like get a permit to park wherever you, like you say we can wake up and go wherever we want. Do you have to like plan where you're going to park and stuff? Sometimes. So Walmarts are really nice. Rest you areas. Just do that. You won't, they won't kick you out? No, mm-hmm. we just call and certain cities don't allow overnight parking. So we just call the Walmart and make sure they allow overnight parking. Pretty much every state has a rest stop every hour of driving. So there's always a rest stop to stay at and those always feel really safe. Mm-hmm. The only time we would have to plan is if we wanted to stay at a campground if we want to stay at a ski resort, because those things you have to make reservations, we're starting to get at the hang and be able to predict what requires a reservation. Mm-hmm. And luckily, you can still usually get a reservation like a day or two in advance. What about Wi-Fi? Because, Brock, your whole business mm-hmm. is built on streaming mm-hmm. and and obviously posting content and social mm-hmm. media. So what do you guys do for Wi-Fi? I did an entire YouTube video on this on our YouTube channel that we have about we'll this whole like lifestyle. Link because yeah. you do all your traveling stuff on that too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, so I go into more detail on that, but basically the new technology out there is insane. And basically I have this little tiny device that's about the size of your phone and that thing converts cell signal, which we all know, like you can pretty much get a cell signal anywhere these days. Like it's mm-hmm. way better than it was, you know, in the past. You can get a cell signal pretty much anywhere. Except for Grandma and Grandpa. Yeah, Melvin. except for Grandma and Grandpa Melvin's house or if you're, you know, at the highest mountain peak, you get a cell signal and that little device turns your cell signal into your own private Wi-Fi network. So even when we're in the mountains, we can just open up our laptop and it's connected to that private Wi-Fi wow. network. And I mean, you, you know, we've done plenty of, yeah. you know, live trainings from the Airstream yes. just using that bad boy. Yeah. And talking about like our age, I think a lot of people say like, oh, I'll wait till I'm older. I'll wait till I have more money or more time or whatever. But from everyone that we've met on the road, we've met people our age and we've met people in retirement and anything in between there, we haven't really seen. And Mm -hmm. the people in retirement that we've talked to, they're like, yeah, I wanted to do it when I was younger, but life kind of got in the way. Because you have kids and you can't leave because they're in school. And then they have kids and you don't want to miss your grandkids growing up. And then you're so, you know, far into your job. You don't want to leave that. Right. Or can't. Mm-hmm. Well, now I'm so close to retirement, I might as well wait. And everyone that we've met on the road has com- like said that they wish they, we, they did it when they were younger. And that we're doing the right thing by <laughs> doing it now, I guess. Is there any interest in doing this like in Europe? Oh, yes. We've talked about yeah, that. Yeah, I think the biggest challenge there is just the dogs, honestly. Like that's our, our biggest, even just with traveling to Europe, just because we have two dogs who we love and, and also getting the Airstream to Europe. Like that's, there's a lot of challenges there, but. You'd have to buy an Airstream there. Yeah, yeah it's, countries yeah. have, from what I've learned online and the people that I've talked to, we have like campgrounds and rest areas and some countries don't have that. So it just makes it a little bit harder. Mm-hmm. And I'm not familiar with, all of those countries' rules and stuff, so yeah. we'd have to do a lot yeah. of research. Yeah. But we do follow some people who do van life in other countries, mm-hmm. and, and it looks it, really it's, cool. It's a wild adventure because you think about driving around the the fifty United States. Sure, each state has its own little you know culture and whatnot, and they're a little bit different. But it's still the USA. Like every single state is still the USA. Yeah. In Europe, 
you're driving from country to country to country where they might have a totally different government currency. system. They have different currency. They have different rules. They have different outlets. Languages. They have different, yeah, languages. Like, it's, it's a whole nother ball game. Yeah. Let me ask you one more question, and we'll wrap it up. How do you think it has helped or challenged you that you've been on the road for this long and really because of that you can't set roots and like make new friends and you know mm. a, so you're it's really the two of you has it made you codependent has it made you do you think it's helped your future marriage your relationship were there challenges at first i think the smaller space you get in it's going to emphasize any weaknesses you have in your relationship because you can't you can't go in a different room. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can't run away from them. You can't avoid the weakness. So it emphasized those, but because we went to couples therapy for weekly for eight months, and because we do really value our relationship, we worked through those. And so if anything, I think it's made us stronger. Mm-hmm. But it's something that you you just need to be prepared that it's going to bring things up. When mm-hmm. you do like tiny, so how things. do you manage to n- not be everything f- for each other? Do you know what I mean? Like, h- how do you like maintain your friendships? Like, do you do trips or what? We do trips with friends. He mm-hmm. did a trip with his friends last month. I have a friend coming out this week, so oh. we still we still talk to our friends on a weekly basis, and we're really supportive of each other going on trips and just making sure that. We maintain those relationships, and we're really lucky to have the means to be able to do that. Mm-hmm. Also, just spending time not in each other's presence, even though we might be together in air quotes. So, like for example, last week when we were at Mount Baker for one day, she stayed in the trailer all day and and worked and ate and hung out with the dogs, and I went snowboarding. So, like we were separate for the entire day. Did you and go I snowboarding by yourself. Yeah, I went snowboarding by myself. What happens if you get injured, son? I'm on a ski resort. I'll yell, patrol, and then they'll <laughs> come and help me. Except for I did almost go off a cliff. That's another story. I got to the top, and I was like, oop, wrong way. But or, or like we'll get to a place, and she'll go into Barnes & Noble for a couple hours mm. and just hang out in Barnes & Noble, and I'll hang out in the trailer and do some work. Or she'll go grocery shopping, and I'll do something. Or I'll do all the outside things on the trailer, and she'll do all the inside things. So for mm, okay. an hour and a half, we're not seeing each other. We're working on we, different areas. We work out separately, and we work out daily. But our workouts are always separate oh. now. And so now we have a scheduled one and a half hours to ourselves oh, that's, every day. That, was that intentional? I, th- it, I wasn't something we we, it wasn't something we had a conversation yeah, about. Yeah, but it just yeah. happened naturally because... I was like, I don't want to do like day, day with you. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's also so better for the dogs just, too. What's better oh, for the dogs? Life. Well, no, if it's better for the dogs too if they split their workouts because then there's somebody with the dog. Oh, I see. Rather than you know, because typically you go to the workout together. Now you're an hour and a half away from the dogs, and you never just go to the workout. Then maybe you're showering, and then you're going to get a bite to eat. Now you're three hours away from the dogs. You know when? Yeah. You know yeah. so. It, We're never, yeah. So now they're. They can ham and egg that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're never not with those two. That's the one. Yeah. We're never not, except when we're snowboarding. Well, then we're not with those two. But they have a very famous dog. Her name is Mila. How many followers does Mila have? 188,000. And Mila is famous because Mila talks yeah. with buttons, she <laughs> communicates. And this it's the smartest dog on Instagram. So you'll have to follow 
Mila. Were you guys going to say something about Mila? Oh, I was going to say one of her buttons needed new batteries this morning. And so my dad was replacing the battery. So he's holding one of the buttons. And Mila really, really like values her buttons. So she was sitting there staring at him intently, very concerned about what he was doing. And then she pressed all done and (laughs) kept staring at him because she wanted her words back. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. All right. Well, Thank you, everybody, for participating in our family update. Love that you guys are here. Thank you for being a member of the Pod Squad. We uh, had some interesting conversations in the Pod Squad this week. If you're not already, like, if you want to talk about whatever you just listened to and connect with like minded people, I invite you to join the Pod Squad. Here's the deal do not join if you don't know how to be kind. When you disagree with people, okay? Because this is not a group for Facebook fighting and drama. We don't play that game. We'll just block you. We'll delete you. You're welcome to disagree with opinions and topics and take issues with things that we've brought up or other people have brought up and disagree with people. Brett says you can't disagree with him. I just ask, like, just be kind. Like, it's not that hard. Just, Just be kind with your comments and don't attack each other. Be nice. In which case, we invite you to join us. There's a link to everything that we talked about, all the things that Taylor and Brock mentioned. I'll have links to those in the show notes as well. And Patreon, you guys are in for a treat tomorrow. So for those of you who are in the vault, Brett and I share some intimate details about when we first met, when we knew each other. And we both share our own stories, but we weren't together when we shared the stories. So it'll be interesting to hear. Pretty funny from what I've been told by Kristen. So look for that. If you're a Patreon member, you can join by going to patreon.com forward slash The Shaleen Show. By the way, I love you. I mean it. I'll talk to you soon. Say it. Love you. Mean it. Talk to you you. soon. Sorry, I thought you were done. Love you. Mean it. And as always, I try to keep it brief, keep it bright, and then be done. What do you say? That's on Build Your Tribe, Brock Johnson. Jeez. All right, Brett, you want to say goodbye? See ya. (laughs) if you enjoyed this show please don't forget to make sure you are subscribed and following along the shaleen show is available on apple podcast spotify and most every podcast app if you enjoyed this episode please be sure to leave a five-star review and tell us specifically what you enjoyed we'd love to know the shaleen show is released every monday wednesday and friday For Tuesdays and Thursdays, be sure to follow and subscribe to Shaleen's other podcast, Build Your Tribe, which she co-hosts with her son, Brock Johnson. It's all about business, social media, and marketing, and devoted to helping you make more money and live more life. Links to anything referenced in today's episode, as well as show sponsors and other podcasts, can be found below in our show notes. 